Hello there, and welcome to episode 14 of the From a Certain Point of View podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Adam. And we are back here with you doing something a little bit different this morning. I can actually see Adam's <laughs> yeah, doing, yeah. handsome face as, no, I, as no. I talk right now. No. Um, <laughs> you had me up until C, and then you lost me at handsome. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing a little little video chat here um, through Discord, and, and Adam, you're... Uh, where do you yeah, have well, that streaming to? Is it? We're actually live on Twitch too. Uh, live on Twitch. Yep, Twitch.tv/slash/thegauze85. Awesome. So if you want to hang out live, and I know you're if you're listening to the podcast, it's too late. But I think we're gonna to try to do this every Saturday. Yeah, I'm cool uh, with that. I, I like it. Going, I like it. Yeah, it's kind of going pretty smooth so far. For the so first far, week. so good. Let's hope it stays yeah. that way. May the force be with us. Yeah. Um. So, what have you been up to this week in Star Wars, Adam? Um, been finishing up a read of oh, jeez, uh, Queen Shadow. Is that what it's called? Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember Queen what it's Shadow, called? Yeah. Okay, the Padme mm-hmm. novel. Okay, yeah. Um, yep. So is that, is that EK Johnson? Yeah, EK John. Yeah, Johnson or Johnson or Johnson something like that. or Johnson. Yeah, yeah. So I've been reading that. It, it's good. Uh, I have about sixty or seventy pages left. Um, nice. It's. I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm gonna write this up on a blog post for mon- Monday. Uh, I, be- mm-hmm. yeah, I'll try Monday. Um. I, I'm really enjoying the, like behind the scenes look, like with Padme and her handmaidens. Um, they're kind of, they're kind of uh. Intense. Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah. Not, I haven't read this one, so you'll have to you'll have to fill me in on this one. Yeah, it, it, they're not just servants. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you don't really kind of get that look at them in episode one. Um, but they're pretty involved. They're pretty involved uh, mm-hmm. in like battle trained and all this mm-hmm. other stuff to protect uh, protect the queen. Uh, they talk about how some of their like clothing is designed to withstand, you know, like bullets and attacks and all this other stuff. Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah, uh, th- th- there's just, there's one part about th- that talks about how Padme's headdress could could ha- hide. Uh, I forget what they said. It was like a like a transmitter or something like that, just in case, just for emergencies or something like that. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. Well, I never I never would have thought of yeah. those types of things. You know, the so story it's, the story itself. I'm kind of like, meh. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, just, I, just just to look at, at those characters, I think was it was neat. Uh, the the intense devotion that they have, like for Padme, mm-hmm. like even even after her term is over uh, as queen, um, it's it's really cool to see. So yeah, nice. Yeah. What uh, what else have you been up to? Uh, honestly, not a whole lot. I maybe watched a little bit of Clone Wars, but mm-hmm. that's about it. Um, so gotcha. most of this week has just been reading a little bit. Reading, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what about you? How's, what's... Um, after my you know kind of short break from Star Wars that uh-huh. I took there for a couple weeks, I really got back into it this week. Um, yeah. I've been pretty busy with Star Wars this week. I continued watching the Clone Wars. I'm almost finished with season three. You know, okay. I watched through the Mortis arc and there was some good stuff in there that we're going to talk about a little bit later in the yeah. show. Um, it's an incredible arc. 
Yeah, and I got up to the point where Ahsoka says, do you want the, the bad news or the really bad news? So the, the little <laughs> clip that we use in our show, I was like, oh, that's where that came from. So yeah. <laughs> I finally got to see and hear that. So I was like, that, that's where we got that. Yeah. Um, and that was cool. And then we had the droid that is kind of the Kobe Bryant droid. Oh, um, uh, K2B4. Like K2B4, I think mm -hmm. it is, yeah. um, was in the episode that I watched. Um, yep. And the timing of that was really interesting. You know, of course, with Kobe was... You didn't watch that on the day of, did you? Was that would be crazy. No, okay. no, it was like the <laughs> next day. Um, but Kobe was always my... I mean, I don't watch basketball anymore, but when I was really into it when I was younger and okay. when I was in high school and loved watching the NBA. I loved Kobe was my favorite player, so okay. it was kind of weird. Um, yeah, for me, like and, I started getting out of the NBA like late '90s. Like I was really into it. When, yeah, uh, when I was in elementary school. Um, yep. Mm -hmm. During like the 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 Orlando Magic teams, like the yeah uh, yeah uh, Penny Hardaway and the Shaq. Oh yeah those teams for sure um so i think like my my connection with kobe i think ended like at shack just because mm -hmm. they played together f for so long right um but still just seeing i mean just seeing that whole thing play out like it did that was yeah and all the things going around about you know being a a, a what is it like a a girl dad i think oh, it was like okay. all the girl dad stuff is that that's going around like it really hit home for me being a girl dad and i know you're a girl dad yeah, and, and everything and yeah. um so yeah that's been kind of tough but, but i saw that ap episode with the droid in there which was interesting timing um yeah yeah so I'm, I'm getting caught up with the clone wars and then um i watched the first two episodes of the mandalorian again i wanted to oh, go okay, through that okay. um again and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm repping with with the shirt today as, as you can see nice um yeah but uh i just love how the the first two episodes flow into each other so well and i really like i think i loved it even more this time around that i watched it and i'm looking forward to watching the whole season again yeah. um and just watching them like back to back and stuff like that is kind of different from having to wait week to week um so i'm enjoying that and yeah yeah we talked about it a few weeks ago but just seeing that whole series play out together back to back mm -hmm. it, it changes it because you see how it's all how it's all interconnected um, yeah it, yeah it's really almost meant to be filler. watched that way yeah right like, there's so there's so much talk about the filler but when you watch it that way you see how it each doesn't... episode leads into the next episode and how yeah so it doesn't yeah. really feel like that when you're watching it in that right. way yeah it's one big narrative it really is mm -hmm. yeah um let's see what else in star wars well i finished fallen order so yeah. we're gonna give our spoiler review of fallen order absolutely mm -hmm. loved that yeah. loved how it ended and everything um, a few surprises there at the end. Mm -hmm. um, and what else? I I was listening to the Rise of Skywalker soundtrack again. Okay. Um, because I feel like it's been so long since I've seen the movie. Like, I'm really feeling the itch to watch it again. Like, I wish <laughs> yeah. it was available right now. Um, so the next yeah. best thing was to go and listen to the soundtrack and kind of picture in my mind what, what happens, you know, with the music behind it and everything. Yeah. Um, so I'm really feeling the urge to see that again and then the last thing last night i read the first two chapters of force collector um which my wife oh, Brittany, interesting um, okay. bought for me which takes place i think it's before the force 
Awakens or somewhere around The Force Awakens. Um, the first two chapters were pretty good. It's kind of more of a, I think it's more of a young adult. It's a young adult, but I, I was really but, interested in checking that out. That was like one of the yeah. next ones on my list. Yeah, so far I'm very intrigued. You know, the, the character has some Force abilities and it okay. seems like objects that he touch touches, he can like see their past and stuff like that. So that's kind of his Force ability. Um, Connections. Pretty interesting. So talk about that. What's that? So that's uh, so there's some connections there we could talk about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was that was pretty interesting, and I'm looking forward to continuing that. So yeah, it's been a bit busy Star Wars week for me. I really got back into nice. it, and uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it for me. Um, cool. Are you ready to dive into the news segment of our show, Adam? Let's do it. Well, you want the bad news? Are the really bad news? Okay, our first news topic this week, and we've talked about Project Luminous before, but Project Luminous has been back in the spotlight this week. Mm -hmm. um, Clayton Sandell, who is a, a an ABC correspondent who also does some Star Wars uh, coverage, uh, let out a a tweet that said that uh, Project Luminous a lot more information is coming on two twenty four twenty. Uh, He's been doing so a lot of three weeks Project Luminous tweeting. Mm -hmm. uh, he said he said a little later uh, this week also that he was hearing that it was only a book and comic arc. Mm -hmm. um, I'll say we'll we'll see about that. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, the, my major takeaway was the, there was a tweet that said that it's publishing in in caps. Um, that's a publishing effort. Um, don't I think, expect. I think movie, initially, announcement or, right? You know, I think initially that that makes sense that this is going to be right. a publishing thing. Um, yeah. But when we get into like, uh, like, like next year and and beyond, mm -hmm. I could I, I I still still very much think that this is going to encompass more mediums than just publishing. Yeah, I think it, for me it really depends on where it is in the timeline. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if if it's if it's like I first thought and it's just a, from a certain point of view of the Empire Strikes Back, um, mm -hmm. then then yeah, I don't. I think it'll just be contained to that book. But if it, let's say, it takes place during the High Republic time, or if it takes place yeah. after Episode Nine, um, then I could see it definitely expanding into you know vi video games and movies mm -hmm. and TV series and, and everything. And, so uh, I think it really depends on the time. Star Wars Volume Three, Episode Two, the Marvel comic had some more high republic There's stuff another, this week another reference to high republic yeah so yeah some pretty big mm -hmm. some pretty big stuff uh in yeah. there about high republic i i, I really think that it's i don't want to like i don't want to say set in stone but i think that high republic is next I think there's a lot of obvious foreshadowing that that's yeah. where the story group is going yeah you know with yeah. where we're going next um so you know, I would say if, if Project Luminous takes place during the High Republic, I think it's definitely going to expand. But I, th I, th and I think it's important that we do temper our expectations. And yeah. I think yeah. he put that out there just to be like, OK, I don't want everybody to be super disappointed when we just announce publishing stuff and you don't get that I, announcement. Yeah, right. For and I, I think or... that that's how that that's going to start, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and definitely like I, I wouldn't expect video game announcements to come on February 24th. 
No, no. I would expect I mean, that to come later in the spring or summer at like a at a convention that makes sense. Um, that makes more sense. You know. Yeah. Uh, I would expect that at, at a celebration or an E3 mm -hmm. or you know, a, a PAX convention or something like that. Sure, I wouldn't expect sure. that on February 24th. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think February 24th. Like what is the video game convention like E3? Is, E3, is that the big yeah, one? yeah. yeah. Uh, so I um, would expect that at something like that. I wouldn't expect that here. I, th I think February 24th is going to give us, you know maybe a couple of the publishing efforts that we're going to see initially mm -hmm. and the yeah. story arc that we're going to see and maybe like the some, time period. And yeah. Stuff. Um, I am curious about when we're going to hear about the next movie though. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and when that's going to be, mm -hmm. um, you know, so we'll, we'll see what, when that happens, but yeah, you got to think they're at least going to tell us what it's time period. It's going to be in at, at some point in the near future. You but, would think. Yeah. That might be a celebration uh, thing too, though. Could be, yeah. I mean, celebrations in August, I think. August, yeah. This year, yeah, they bumped it from April to to August. Yeah. Um, any more on that story, Adam? That you wanted to talk about? No, no, I think I'm good for Star Wars for Project Luminous and for next Project week. Luminous. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so just you know, if you're listening out there, just temper your expectations, but it could expand into more, basically. Mm -hmm. Um. So this next piece of news comes from StarWars.com, actually, and it's about the Star Wars show. Now, okay. Adam, I don't know if you've followed the Star I've Wars really show not, at all. No, I've really not participated in the Star Wars okay. show. Like, I, I know about it. I've watched, you know, some of it, especially around big events, but I haven't, Yeah, you know. So the Star Wars show was basically a weekly Star Wars show that happened on YouTube, um, the Star Wars channel on YouTube, mm -hmm. and uh, you had... Um, Andy and Anthony, uh, Anthony Carboni and Andy Gutierrez, who lead the show, and they're really mm. both dynamic characters. I mean, I think they're a lot of fun to watch. They're they're, oh, they're yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, I I, enjoy, I watched the Star Wars show weekly for for years now. I've been watching it. Um, okay. So they're kind of changing the format. So moving forward, the Star Wars show is only going to take place on the last Wednesday of the month, once a month. Um, mm -hmm. But. There, but instead of it being like a 10 minute show now it's going to be like a 20 minute show basically and the article says that the format um, will be more segments behind the scenes access celebrity interviews in-depth roundtable discussions um, and stuff like that and what they're adding is a show called this week in star wars okay. um, which will be every thursday and that'll be a shorter show, but it'll be all, all about the news happening in Star Wars. And the person that's going to be leading that is Kristen Baver, I think it is, who okay. um, is, I believe, an edit, uh, Star Wars.com's associate editor. Who you know, So she's involved with the news, so she's going to be delivering the news um, every Thursday on the Star Wars YouTube channel this week in Star Wars. So um, I'm a little bummed out that I don't get to see Andy and Anthony every week, but... Yeah. You know, it, we'll still get to see them once a month in a longer segment. This week's was really cool. Um, I think it's worth checking out. They did a whole roundtable discussion, um, and they talked about the Mandalorian and, and, and everything like that. And that was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. um, they did an interview with, um, I think it's Gaten. I forget what his last name is. He's in Stranger Things. He plays Dustin in Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And they interviewed I, I him. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was pretty. It was pretty good, worth checking out. And so, 
this week in Star Wars is something to look forward to um, for delivering the Star Wars news every Thursday. Nice. Yep. Uh, moving on, this one's a little bit more of a heavy topic, but uh, Jake Lloyd, uh, who you, you all would know is Anakin Skywalker from Episode 1. Uh, he played younger uh, Anakin. He's uh, Since that movie, he's had some issues uh yeah, both, both with the both with the law and he's also had some mental issues um mm-hmm. his family put out a, a statement this week and i just want to touch on this because I, I think it's important you know this this guy's a pretty Absolutely. big part of, of of the franchise and i, I always root for him you know I, I want i want to see him to get to a point where he's not battling those demons anymore definitely um but his mother said that uh he has it started showing signs actually she, she had said of, of schizophrenia at age 19 uh, and has been receiving treatment at, at a psychiatric facility since 2016 uh, but he's now actually living close close to home and uh, his mother said that he's, he's making progress and that he they hope to have him back to his fun and entertaining self as soon as possible so I yeah. just want to put that out there um, I definitely want to support jake and his his battle back to to, to like i said before not fighting uh that stuff because it's 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 serious it's important so it is i mean at, you know i'm i'm a i myself i'm a counselor so mm-hmm. obviously mental health is is very important to me and you know i'm i'm always thinking about the effects of of being in the spotlight at a young age or even any age really and being involved with star wars no less one of the biggest franchises in the world Mm -hmm. um and you know sometimes people can be mean you know um and i don't know what the correlation is between um you know people being rude (laughs) in in his mental health but i mean we we saw ahmed best kind of go through a similar thing playing Mm -hmm. jar jar binks and kind of some of the hate that he received and it being took taking a toll um we saw it with kelly marie tran Mm -hmm. as well there's very there's very much a dark side of any fandom um you know even john boyega i mean he deals with it differently yeah Um, but i mean it's still something that they hear you know it's not right you, you you get on 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 the internet and you're mean to someone but you think that it's just you know you, you don't see the other person's reaction to that but i mean they still exactly. read that they're still out there they still see this stuff um yeah and that, and that's something that i teach my students all the time mm-hmm. you know um right. when we're talking about social media and stuff that it, it's, it's cyberbullying you know whatever you want to call it it's it's yeah. easier yeah. to to say those mean and hurtful things when you can't see the person and you can hide behind a phone or a tablet or whatever it is. And, um, but there's a real person behind that who has feelings and it it affects people and we've seen it affect people. And I think we just need to keep that in mind, whoever we are, um, that it's really important to be kind to one another. And even if you didn't like something, you know, you can respectfully criticize it or not like it, but, um, we don't want to hurl insults and cause the, these things have effects on people. So I, I just hope that, um, he gets to a point where he's, he's okay yeah. mentally and everything yeah. and, and, and back in good shape, hopefully. Yeah. So, uh, Jake, I know you're out there listening. You got some friends oh, here. Yeah. Of course he's listening to our, 
podcast. Yeah. Uh, moving on to some kind of more fun stuff. Um, we didn't talk about this last week. This actually came out before we recorded for some, so this is kind of old news. Um, but there were some behind the scenes images that came out from uh, Mandalorian filming. And mm-hmm. this stuff is mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say it, it blew my mind. So yeah. once again, we're on the same page I, with this stuff being game changing yeah. and mind blowing. <laughs> I did not know this. And if this had never come out, I would have never known this. Mm-hmm. But Mandalorian was filmed entirely indoors in a soundstage uh, using a, a filming technique that Lucasfilm is calling stagecraft. Mm-hmm. And what this is, is mainly advanced projection screens that kind of surround the entire filming area. Yeah. And not only is it just projecting, like, for, for me, uh, thinking about this, the lighting in this scenario has to be perfect because it has to simulate like outdoor lighting yeah and it entirely tricked me i had no clue through the whole series i had no clue that this was indoors um but then not only that but kathleen kennedy was talking about this a bit and she said that the the screens actually kind of respond almost to the camera movement so the Mm -hmm. parallax changes so Mm -hmm. that it's not just a flat image like the camera shifts so the perspective shifts yeah. You know, just how it would simulate how it would how it would work in real life. It's crazy technology. Stuff. She said that uh, they had Disney executives out early on in in, in the uh, early on in the in the filming process, mm-hmm. and um, she said that they were fooled. They thought that the sets were built. You know, yeah. And, and she yeah. said that, that the one said to John, "I thought you weren't going to build anything for this." <laughs> uh-huh. You know, they didn't. This is all yeah. projected. Uh, now, now, are you sure that a hundred percent of it was filmed inside like this? That's because what I they thought said. there was some. I thought there was some stuff that was like they might have had built a or, little bit. I, I'm yeah. sure they built some stuff like indoors. Uh huh. Um, but as far yeah, as I, I understood, it that, was but... filmed in indoors. Yeah, I I know at least at least a large portion of it was. Right. I mean, I. I, I watch a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So, you know, like even watching behind the scenes stuff for Solo, for example, I saw some of the technology they were using with just like going into hyperspace. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, on the set of the, the Falcon, you know, they would have this big screen that's like curved screen that would be in front of them. So when they went into hyperspace, they, they could see it like they felt like they were actually going in. Um, but this is even beyond that yeah, um, yeah. with the Mandalorian. And, and, that's and what they, what they said this is the evolution that. of that technology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just, but again, I mean, like game changing stuff. Yeah. And the, the logistical and the financial implications of this are huge. I mean, mm-hmm. You talk about like the the film the the uh, scenes on Tatooine, which were done in Tunisia in previous For, movies. You don't yeah. have to do that. You don't have to go to Tunisia no, anymore. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to like Kathleen uh, Kennedy was saying. You don't have to take seven hundred people and spend mm-hmm. months planning this stuff. You, yeah, you do it in in Southern California now, right? And it looks the same. I can see the the benefits of this for for television. Um, yeah. I'm a little torn. Me, I'm a big fan of like practical effects and going on location, and especially when it comes to films 
and movies and it can, but I can see the benefits of it for a TV series, but I, I hope they don't get away from practical things and, 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 and location shooting and stuff like that. Cause you know, I, I, I like the feel and the look of that and, and you can notice the difference I think um, when you do those sorts of things. So that's my only hesitation about it. I'll differ with you a little bit there. I, I, from what I just saw of Mandalorian and, um, you know, giving this technology, uh, you know, even a few years to mature, even more mm-hmm. beyond than it is now, I would be okay with this. This isn't yeah. for me. This isn't green screen stuff. Right. Um, yeah, I was gonna say that it's it's like it's like green screen, but it's not because you know you can see the things that are on the screen. You're not just the actors aren't just acting in front of a big green. Mm-hmm screen you know they can they can see the backgrounds in the of the planet everything yeah. so um like i'll cool go stuff. back to watching mandalorian because like i said i had no clue um yeah i mean it, it, the mandalorian it still feels pretty real it feels yeah. pretty big if you it feels fairly epic in scope you know certain yeah, scenes it, feel I mean, a little really bit does. small and contained but um you know i think overall it looks great yeah so all right, uh, we have some some interesting footage here that I want you to talk about this, uh, Josh. But yeah, go ahead and talk about Underworld. So I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but we had something that was released on online, um, and I found it on YouTube. It was test footage from the Star Wars Underworld TV series that was supposed to take place. Um, it was a George Lucas project back around 2010-ish, and he had the intention of mm. releasing a Star Wars show on ABC, I think it was. Um, yeah. So there was about five minutes of actual test footage, like what the show would basically look like, the feel of it, the look of it, and mm-hmm. it took place on Coruscant um, between like episode after episode three, you know, but before episode four. Okay. And um. It was pretty interesting. It, it um, reminded me of Attack of the Clones a lot when they're when Anakin and Obi Wan are in the streets of Coruscant, and it reminded me of a, a, a blend between that and like Blade Runner um, type of feel. Okay. Um, it, I mean, for test footage, it looked pretty good, but you know, obviously, it was just test footage, so it sort of looked like a fan film type thing to me. Uh-huh. Um, and some of the things about it were a little weird. Like they had almost like this eagle eye thing that would pull back and it would like you were looking into this screen and seeing what was happening and, okay. and then it would go into to what was actually happening it was kind of weird that they kept pulling back into this eagle eye view type thing so that didn't really do anything for me mm-hmm. um but you know overall it was interesting i think if they did this show now you know it would look even better it reminded um, me of the 1313 that video game that never came yeah away. yeah yeah it was kind of but- like that and it kind of yeah that whole thing mm-hmm. attack of the clones like a little bit of blade runner yeah, yeah right, um, right. type of feel uh basically we had there was this um rebel who was dressed in like a jedi robe i think so it was a little obvious <laughs> um, like <laughs> there, there were stormtroopers all around and she's like in this basically jedi robe um and you know she's trying to get this information about i think they were trying to infiltrate a star destroyer or something like that i i really didn't follow what was going on too well but um it i mean it definitely looked interesting i mm-hmm. don't know 
I mean, I think I, I wouldn't go as far. Like a lot of people are on there saying, "Oh, this is amazing! Like this is better than anything I it's saw in the sequels." Footage. And immediately, I just want to throw up. Um, it's test footage. <laughs> I'm like, it's five minutes of test footage, and it looks like a fan film. It's not that great, in my opinion. But um, but I mean, if they made it now, it could be interesting. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I didn't I didn't flip out about it or anything, but I thought it was. It's cool to finally see what we were yeah. rumored to be getting 15 years ago. Right. So, yeah, you'll have to check it out and let me know what you think. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and if anybody out there listening, you know, go ahead and leave in the comments or on Twitter or anywhere what you thought of th this test footage if you saw it. Cool. So are we ready to dive into our review segment? Yeah, let's talk some Jedi Fallen Order. My disappointment in your performance cannot be overstated. Okay, so let's dive into the uh, spoiler review of Jedi Fallen Order. Um, Adam, first of all, your overall thoughts of the game. You know, you completed the game a a long before I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> and overall thoughts, and then, you know, specific things, spoiler things that, that you really liked about the game. I loved this game. Uh, I said before, this became my favorite Star Wars game of all time. Uh, let's just saying same. something out there because, mm -hmm. you know, so many people love Knights of the Old Republic and, and things like that. And before this, uh, I loved the Jedi Outcast uh, game, uh, Je mm -hmm. the uh, Jedi Knight series, uh, specifically yeah. the second one, the Jedi Outcast. Um, this game kind of brought elements of that game in and reminded me a lot of that game the whole way through but made it better took it a st steps beyond uh what, what i loved about that game yeah um so yeah uh this is my current favorite star wars game uh, of all time mm -hmm. and i can't wait to play it again you know i, I want to give it another run through um I loved to to do some spoiler stuff. I loved the Order sixty six mm -hmm. scenes. Oh, I'm, uh, unbelievable! Yeah, uh, uh, the I, I wasn't sure how I felt about about the the end. The end. I like. I I totally understand it. I, we'll get into that. Although I think you want to talk about that too. But um, yeah, I love some of the characters. I I, I grew to really love Grease. Mm -hmm. uh, BD One is one of my favorite droids. Oh, uh, great droid! Yeah. Great droid, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I love Cal as a character. I, I think Cal is a great mm -hmm. character. Um, there's some interesting stuff came out not too long ago about how Lucasfilm kind of wanted to stay away from Jedi in this game. Mm. Uh, Respawn was very insistent that they wanted to do a Jedi game, and Lucasfilm yeah. was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Hmm. We don't have to do Jedi, <laughs> but, uh, but, but uh, Jedi are pretty important, <laughs> and, and that's kind of why they like. I can understand why they get a little bit touchy on that subject, you know. Yeah, Jedi are very important, and mm -hmm. I understand why they would maybe want to try something else, like you know, uh, maybe not get into some of that lore. Yeah, get attached to that some of that stuff, you know. Um, right, but. Respawn for me nailed this game. And it was incredibly well executed. I mean, yeah. it feels like Star Wars. It, the, it feels like it belongs in the canon. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so. 
I was a huge fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what were some of your favorite moments? Um, for me, just so uh, just to talk about it overall, I'm with mm-hmm. you 100. percent It's my favorite Star Wars game of all time. I mean, I enjoyed. You know, I I didn't do a lot of Star Wars gaming when I was younger, okay. um, so I missed out on some of that stuff. But you know, since the Disney era, I mean, I enjoyed Battlefront and, and everything. But um, this game just was a little something extra for me. I, yeah. I love single player um, games like this that are story based. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it had that uncharted style that I really liked, but blended a lot of other type of game styles too. Yeah, I think the combat has a lot more depth than I thought it would. Um, you know, especially when you can learn all those different abilities and get those skill points and everything like that. So I, I loved all that and, and how deep you could go into the the combat and um, and everything. I loved the customization. You know, I loved getting to choose a different lightsaber color yeah. to choose a different. Um, what was it called? The, that cow was wearing it was like a poncho poncho i didn't love the poncho customization (laughs) none of them just none of them were just like wow there (laughs) there was was one i found that i see what i did was i'm all about like matching and stuff so like my my grandma you know yeah yeah um but so i got like i went into heavy into black and orange so like okay okay with like black and orange poncho Uh black and orange beady um, the, the mantis. I tried to make it look like it was kind of like a black and gold type thing, but okay. um, you know, so I, I enjoyed that. I, I started with an orange lightsaber, but then ended up with with the purple. So I'm a big fan of of Mace Windu's lightsaber. Yeah. Um, so I loved all that stuff about it. But as far as the story goes and, and specific things, I I loved Zepho. Um, I loved Zepho, the puzzle. Yeah, oh, Zepho's yeah. probably my favorite planet. Yeah, it's um, a very interesting lore there too. Yeah, and I, I loved the the puzzle aspect of mm-hmm. that planet in particular. Um, I loved going to Ilum and mm-hmm. seeing like mm-hmm. the beginnings of them carving out Star Killer base out of the planet, basically, mm-hmm. um, and just the Jedi Temple stuff. Um, I loved the Order sixty six stuff and the music that played during that Order sixty six scene. It was just heartbreaking, um, and. You know, it's at the end when Darth Vader shows up, and um, and you know, did you have that through, spoiled for you? Yeah, okay. a little, all right. I, I didn't know I, if that was I, a surprise for you. I knew it was coming. I, I knew it was coming, something. but still, when he shows up, it's yeah. And I mean, I I felt like such a Jedi by that point in the game. Like I felt like, oh, I'm I'm awesome. You know, I can take on any of these these uh these foes but then vader shows up and i'm like i stand no chance against vader and i just need to run and get out of here um yeah so you know i I liked how it left it open-ended for another game i think we'll get a a sequel to this game especially given its success yeah there's Um, already been rumors floating around that it's mm -hmm. that's yeah and yeah i mean and i just think that man um i uh go ahead I just think that this this really shows how if you take a story in Star Wars that has different characters, um, but you pull in, you know, you pull in Darth Vader, you pull in, you know, the whole like the stuff from mm-hmm. Dathomir and everything that's familiar and from the Clone Wars and everything. So you have some some familiar elements, but you have these new characters. You're telling this new story and it feels like Star Wars. Yeah. And to me it just had that great feel and it was one of the best stories in star wars 
that I've had in a while. Um, and so I think, you know, I think you can do a lot with Star Wars, sure, sure. no matter what angle you take on it, if it feels uh, like, like this game did. Yeah. Uh, I, I still, the, uh, the opening sequence in this game, uh, mm -hmm. with Prof and his death scene, uh, yeah, it was powerful. I was not expecting that. That hit no. me pretty good. Like, mm -hmm. uh, and he was a character that was only in the game for two minutes, right? And I loved him like like right off the yeah. bat. And when you can do that type of thing with a character, mm -hmm. uh, you're doing something right. And definitely, I, th I think that th that those storytelling skills, I think those carried through the rest of the game. Yeah. The storytelling was great. Uh, so, like, when you kick off with that scene, I think you kind of know, okay, this is for real, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved going to Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk yeah. was yeah, an was interesting cool. planet. Mm -hmm. And like you mentioned, Ilum, uh, going through Ilum. Uh, I just watched The Gathering this week, and it's a Clone Wars episode. That mm -hmm. a, uh, the first time that Ilum was uh, was actually shown was, was that episode. Okay. Uh so kind of seeing how it's kind of seeing that from a, from a a different I mean it's, it's still kind of animation but kind of seeing that with a different mm -hmm. style uh, a little more yeah. real a little um really cool and that the gathering is one of my favorite Clone Wars episodes so seeing Elm again seeing you know uh, the uh, the quest to get your Kyber crystal that type of thing uh, yeah I, I just loved it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this game feels like Star Wars through and through. It's a great mm -hmm. Star Wars story. It's a great addition to canon. Um, and I didn't mention the music yet, but I think the music was outstanding throughout the game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the just... only part that I did not love um, it was, it, it, and I, I'm not going to remember this, this character's name, but when you, mm -hmm. when you get side tracked uh captured by the bounty hunters yeah, yeah. And, and and you end up in that in that uh like a arena type it's like situation. a skill yeah the arena thing it's like a skill check type thing where you just have to beat yeah. uh, a few you know kind of bigger enemies yeah. in a row mm -hmm. um i just didn't love it <laughs> like it felt yeah, more see, it actually... felt more guardians of the galaxy to me it didn't feel it, yeah it just felt out of place i don't know i actually really enjoyed that um I like the idea that these bounty hunters could just show up. And and just, I, I love the bounty hunters showing up. Yeah. <laughs> and just like... It was but, specifically but yeah, the it. arena thing. I just was like... Yeah. I, I totally get your point of view on that. Um, but for some reason, I really enjoyed that. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, I, it did feel a little bit out of place, but it, I thought it was it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we're allowed to have different points of views and everything, no, of course. No, That's what this show is all about, right? You're wrong. Are we going to fist fight? Yeah, fisticuffs. <laughs> fisticuffs. Break yeah. out the fisticuffs. Yeah, put them up. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> fall in order. Um, I don't know. Do you want to give a number score to this game or what? I would just be pulling a number out of thin air, but if this is going to be my favorite of all time, it's going to be like a nine. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I got to go nine or 9.5. Okay. It's, I'm, I might even give it 9.5. Okay. Um, because it's just well, one of the, my I'll, favorite I'll, games. I'll take off a, a full point for, for that. Arena just scene. for that that arena scene yeah. or whatever we're call uh, it, yeah. the music there was interesting though that was some type of uh, uh, actual like, like real voice chant group that they got to do that yeah 
It sounded um, like some kind of techno stuff or something like that almost, if I remember it correctly. Yeah, right. But uh, I have to look it up. It's, someone told me who it was. It's some like real like like voice chant group uh, oh, okay. overseas somewhere that they uh-huh. got to do that. It's kind of like the, the, the rock music that Cal listens to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, um, yeah that was different. Let's see here. I don't know if I can find it real quick, but if I can't, that's okay. Yeah. Speaking uh, of that, oh, you uh, got it? No, but go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say there was the the one scene in Rise of Skywalker. Speaking of just music and stuff, um, that I think Lin Manuel Miranda actually did. It was like the yeah. the whole Aki Aki piece on Pasana, like their whole mm-hmm. song they were singing and everything. I think and, and yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda. He did have a, a short, yeah. brief cameo, and and he actually did the uh, sort of the cantina type song in The Force Awakens on Takadana and Maz's Castle, and he did that piece of music too. So we haven't mentioned anything about Dathomir yet. Me, me, or you, or us? Uh, for Fallen Order at all, we haven't mentioned anything about going to Dathomir and about the Night Sisters. Oh, I, and... I briefly mentioned it being familiar, you know, if you watch the Clone Wars. Okay. But I thought that was a really cool planet. Um, mm-hmm. It was what about a really Taran, different look. What about Terran? Uh, was it Terran Malikos? I'm not name? sure. I think it was Terran Malikos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was an interesting little character. Another that Jedi was. that survived Order 66 but ended uh-huh. up on Dathomir and... Yeah. Ended up uh, more, you know, more dark side than anything, right? Uh, but that was a very interesting, and he was a he was a pain in the butt. He was, boss. yeah, he uh, was a pain. Some of the boss fights in this are not for the not not for the the weak hearted. <laughs> no, they were pretty challenging. I'm not gonna lie; I didn't have it on the most difficult setting. Um, but uh-huh. I I think when I go back through, like, here's what I'm waiting for. Um. PlayStation 5, backward compatibility, um, being able to play the game in 4K, because my PS4 doesn't have that capability, my TV is 4K, but um, I want to go back through and play it in 4K and play it on a higher difficulty. I have wondered about doing Jedi Master, but I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I got got so mad on the... uh, Is is she the second sister, uh, Trillo? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that rough. <laughs> that took so. me a couple hours, and I was on the easiest difficulty. Like I just wanted to kind of uh-huh. get the story and stuff. Yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. Like, so I was almost to the point where I had to walk away for a bit, but I I got mm-hmm. a couple good runs and I got my confidence back a little bit, and then yeah, so I just kept yeah. going. I found out the force There's... force push force push or pull. I forget which I used. Um, one of those two helped a lot because it would just throw her off balance and then you could kind of get in for a couple quick hits and then dash yeah. back out. Um, there are certain abilities that have effects on certain bosses and mm-hmm. other abilities that don't, you know, so right. you have to kind of figure out the one that works for that particular boss, I guess. But some of her, like some of her moves, like the, 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 the early tells that you know what she's going to do, they're just so quick. Mm-hmm. And like you just have to really get familiar with her because she... Yeah. She can kick your butt like easy, and she does that one, um, that one move that she has where she just dashes in and then like yeah yeah f- four strains like and then <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's like it takes out like it takes out, out like 
it's almost like a one hit sometimes. Like, like yeah. you get like one chance to, to, to get out of the way of that thing or you're dead. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, she, she's yeah. tough. Like, it's not it's not a hold-your-hand game, and I, no, appre- no, I appreciate that about it because... Yeah, yeah. It wasn't um, too easy or anything. No. Uh, it, it challenges you. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, I appreciate that because not every Definitely. game does that anymore. You know, some games just kind of help you through or you know give you give you all the different chances but if you, if you don't make it on this you're going back a little bit and yep uh we talk about save points a little bit because that kind of leads into that discussion um mm-hmm. i don't i didn't mind the save points but they can be pretty brutal if you don't use them right yeah if you don't use them then you're gonna go back and have to do everything all over again i had some issues with that in the beginning of the game but not I d- so much yeah I, I i did it once in the beginning and i learned real quick mm-hmm. You know, to yep. use save points right, and I, I I made one little mistake towards the end of what it didn't end up being as big as I thought, but uh, uh-huh. um, and I was like, we talked about we talked about this a while ago, but I like I was kind of okay with that to begin with, just because it, it it's like a Metroid game where you mm-hmm. have save points just the same as Metroid, um, and so you know me playing those games, I'm kind of used to managing that, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> once right. I. Once I saw how that how that's how it was gonna go, I was like, okay, I, I understand. Yeah, just accepted that and got used to it. And everything. But I can totally see where those can cause problems because you have to yeah. you have to really use them right to mm-hmm. not get punished. So for sure. But hey, Fallen Order, awesome game. If you, I'm sorry it took us so long to put this spoiler review together, but I, I was taking my time with this game, um, savoring it, enjoying it, and now we have our, our full spoiler review for you guys. If you haven't played it yet, it's a must-play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so are we ready to move into our points of view for this week? Yep, let's do it. Luke, you're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. So for our points of view this week, we're going to kind of dive into the Mortis arc of the Clone Wars um, and how it kind of applies to balance in the Force. And so, you know, this week I finally finished the Mortis arc of the Clone Wars, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about it. I um, thought it was really interesting mythology in the Force. And, um, you know, basically we have Anakin, Ahsoka, and Obi-Wan travel to Mortis. And they kind of find, I don't know, almost these, I don't I guess they're beings of the force. You know, we have the Mm -hmm. father, the son, and the daughter. And Mm -hmm. um, the daughter, I would say, is more, you know, the the light side representation of the force. I almost thought you were going to say the father, son, and the Holy Ghost, but that's a different (laughs) one. Father, son, (laughs) and the Holy Ghost. Um, It's kind of like, I don't know for you, but for any time that someone says, may the force be with you, I always try to not say, and also with you. And also with you, yeah. That's not the right response. Anytime I say that to a Catholic person, they they, um, Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I guess that's for our next podcast. Cast, which we're you know we'll start the God Pod and we'll talk oh about God. the, the <laughs> Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Um, no, we are both Christians, though. Just yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. yeah we could do that down the line. But anyway, um, <laughs> so the Father, the Son, and the and the daughter. <laughs> I'm going to laugh every time I say it. Um, Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. That's okay. So the daughter's the light side. The son is basically the dark side, and the father is kind of keeping the balance between both of them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I thought this was kind of interesting, and I wanted to look at 
you know, I love talking about balance and what is true balance in the force, because, you know, if we look at the movies, um, we get a sense that George Lucas is trying to tell us that balance in the force is achieved when the Sith are destroyed, Um, that there is a, a normal balance within the force that you can connect to basically the balance between normal life and death, mm-hmm. normal light and dark, um, normal, you know, just the, the living force can, there is an inherent balance to it, mm-hmm. but the dark side Sith tend to take the force out of balance. And in order to bring balance back to the force, you basically have to destroy the Sith. Um, I think that message is also kind of sent in the Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. when we see all the the Force ghosts that are speaking to Rey, and Anakin says, "Bring balance, like I did," um, and you know by destroying yeah. Palpatine, basically, and right. destroying the Sith. So, um, however, this Mortis arc kind of introduces this idea that we have the the dark and the light and then somebody is balancing those two things and and the father wanted anakin to be the the next person to balance that because he's the chosen one Mm -hmm. and he's the one who's supposed to bring balance to the force and and the father so the father wanted anakin to basically stay there and and keep the balance between the daughter and the son so adam what are your thoughts on this mortis arc and, and how it applies to balance and what is your viewpoint on this uh, okay. Um, where do I start with this? For me, there's ways. There's so many different ways to to interpret this whole arc. I think. Mm-hmm. For me, the way that makes sense to me, that fits in in my, in my head canon with everything else that's come with movies and all this other stuff. I think that they're kind of like you mentioned. There, there's a uh, there's a inherent balance to all things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me say this: for me, first of all, I think that the word balance can be replaced with harmony, and it makes more sure. sense. Yeah, it does. That mm-hmm. things in balance are living in harmony with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and within that, there is natural darkness in the world, and there, mm-hmm. you know, there are, you know, the, there's life and there's death, there's chaos and there's order. Um, and so those scenes in the Last Jedi, you know, yeah. I don't think yeah. that that's I, what popped into my head too. I don't Luke think does that, a nice job of. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that that means that there has to be uh, dark, like like dark side users. I don't think that. To, to balance that out like i don't think that that means that there has to be two jedi and two sith to balance right. things out yeah i think that that means that there is a natural order to things mm-hmm. and that when nature you know when, when the force when nature is allowed to do its own thing that those things are in balance that mm-hmm. they're not trying to you know, they're coming up, and 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 they're balancing each other out. You know, there's life, but then there's a time for life, and there's also a time for death. Yes. Um, there's a time for order, and there's time for chaos, and then you know, then order comes back from that. Mm-hmm. Um, when those things are allowed to play out in their normal course of events, that that's balance. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I I think that the like you like you mentioned, I think that the reason that the that the Sith have to always be destroyed is because they don't allow seek to allow that balance to continue. That, that, that they right. want more power, they want control. They're trying to destroy that balance and that harmony, basically, with right. the force. Right. And I mean, you can argue that you know that the that the, the Jedi didn't do a good job of that themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. The old order, whatever. You can argue that they didn't do a good job of that, and I think that in some ways you'd be right. Right. And I think that you know, going forward, if we're if we're getting stories beyond Episode Nine, that that would be Ray's job to figure out how to make that to work. Maintain. Yeah, maintain that balance and, yeah, right. and make the the new way of the Jedi work better than it did before. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are dark side users out there that don't seem to seek that control. Sith do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, going back to Mortis, we see the the son who yeah. leans more towards the dark side. Mm-hmm. But it was never out of balance until he until. It, it, um, the father said that he had actually fallen in, fallen to the dark side, and right. he wanted to. He at that point he, he he's seeking control, mm-hmm. and, and and now it's not in balance anymore. Um, right. I, I you see that with the uh, I think you see that with the, the Night Sisters on mm-hmm. Dathomir. Um, they're definitely they're. Their powers are, are more called magic, but I think that that all still stems from the Force. From the Force, that yeah. they're still using dark elements of the Force. Mm-hmm. But they're not out there seeking control. You know, they're they're not... So I, I think that that their natural dark side tendencies kind of still balance out things in the, in the grander scheme of things, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but like I said, the Sith... Don't let that don't let that sit. You know, mm-hmm. they're 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 trying to in every instance that the Sith rise. You know, they're seeking control. They're seeking power. They're seeking everything. Yep. And at that point, the balance doesn't exist anymore. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I think I'm completely with you on that. I think you, like you said, you don't have to have dark and light to have balance like you don't have to have sith and jedi to have balance (laughs) balance can already and harmony can already exist in the force but when there is darkness when there is the sith when there is the dark side user i think there then has to be somebody in the light to balance it out um so i think like we you know when, when we had darth vader and the emperor um who were bringing the force out of balance we had to have luke and leia to be born with mm-hmm. you know with the light side of the force and to kind of the balance out that darkness when we had right. you know snoke and, and kylo ren we, we needed ray um you know to balance out the, the darkness so I, I think when you have the dark side of the sith you need to have that light side to balance that out and bring the force back into balance so i i think we've just solved this adam i, I think we've really <laughs> solved this whole balance in the force thing uh, what it is so. the one thing i want to talk about real quick and um uh so in, in last jet in, in the last jedi uh, mm-hmm. where luke is talking about what you know, kind of what's happened in, in the force in the last 30 years he does say that the force has been in balance 
mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because Palpatine's supposedly destroyed, but right. not, but not really. Right. Um, he's still out there, mm-hmm. but there's still balance. Yeah. Which is an, which is interesting for me, uh, and I think for me where that makes sense is that he's not at that point actively seeking power. He's, right. Yeah. He's building stuff up. But he hasn't acted on any, any of those intentions yet. Mm-hmm. Things become out of balance once uh, Ben falls, I think. Mm-hmm. And those plans get set into motion. Yeah. Um, you know, Snoke becomes a player at that point. Um, right. So. Yeah, that makes sense. There are. There is that time of you know dark side users being out there. Mm-hmm. But the force still being in balance, uh, and you yeah. can look at that uh, leading up to uh, the reveal of Maul for for the, for the Jedi. You know there had been balance in the force. Um, mm-hmm. Things had started to get worse for the Jedi, kind of leading up to that point. Uh, you know, their powers had started to diminish. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, their ability to use the force had started to diminish. Right, and that comes right around the time where you know Maul makes his appearance and starts making his play for power and you know Sidious's mm-hmm. plans start moving into effect um, so there are times where you know Jedi and Sith have coexisted because you know, you know between the time where Bane institutes his rule of two yeah up until that time there the implication is that there had been Sith around through that whole time mm-hmm uh, but they're still balanced. You know, they hadn't acted on their plans yet. Right. You know? So um, that's a good point. Right. So f- for me, this whole balance thing—it's—it's—it's it's, it's weird. It's—it's it, it's never expressly stated, and that makes it hard. And that's You're kind of open to to some interpretation. And that's one of those things that. You know, Lucasfilm does, and George has mm-hmm. done, and I think that George has, has liked to do. I, th- I think that it's kind of smart. I mean, it it, mm-hmm. it creates conversation. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, you don't just lay out, okay, this is what balance means. You kind of say, you know, we, we need to br- bring balance. What do you guys think about this? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it kind mm-hmm. of gets that discussion going around your brand and around your story and around your franchise, and you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, for me. I, I like to replace that word balance with harmony. And when things are in yeah. harmony, when when there isn't a power play by by either side, um, then things are in harmony and thing, things are in balance. Uh, things are allowed to exist. Yeah, I never really thought of using that word in, in place of balance, but I think it really fits. I think it really makes sense when you think about what harmony is. And mm-hmm. I think that's what, what George Lucas meant by balance. Um, so, yeah. So that was our, our deep dive into the Mortis arc and the balance in the Force, and and I think that we've we've kind of figured it out, at least from our point of view and our interpretation of yeah. of what balance in the Force is all about. We've got our head cannon all sorted out here. That's right. I feel I feel so much better. Thank you, Adam. You feel for, balanced. I, I feel like I'm in harmony right now. So Good. thank you for that. Good. Um. <laughs> and now we are going to come to the end of our podcast for this week. So Adam, do you want to bring us to our conclusion? I'm just glad you're here at the end. 
Well, that wraps another episode of From a Certain Point of View. Uh, thank you for tuning in, uh, whether or not you uh, watched on uh, Twitch uh, live. And if you want to join in next week, be sure to check out uh, uh, Twitch on around 11 a.m. Eastern, give or take. Uh be sure uh, if you're listening to the podcast and you have not subscribed anywhere that you that you do that we're on uh, a lot of podcatchers out there and if we're not on your podcatcher uh, let us know and we'll look into adding it and if you're listening on itunes be sure to leave us a, re- a review uh that really does help us get out there and you know, you know get to get the show out there to, to more people uh, check out the website from a certain point of view dot com uh, there's blog articles there i've written uh two two articles this week uh so head up uh, from a certain point of view in the blog and uh see what's going on there and also be sure to follow us on the socials uh twitter is at certain pov pod facebook is from a certain point of view that's our page uh we have the discord server and we have the links for that uh in the show notes every week and it's also on the website uh we've been adding some custom emojis on the discord server that you can use uh within within our discord server and talk to each other and you know we have a child uh, emoji now and a mandalorian one and some other fun ones yeah those are really cool thank yeah. you for doing those adam and you know oh, what I, had to, I, I had a request for another one um that i should oh, yeah, mention right now. The, yeah i th- i don't know if you can put words into them or not yeah. but i think we i think we need a mcclunky okay i can do mcclunky, I, really I, need McClunky. I need to do mcclunky and this is the way was the other one i have to do all right uh and email certain pov certain pov pod at gmail.com uh and we have a giveaway winner to announce let's do that and then we have a uh triviway triviway (laughs) (laughs) that's something new (laughs) we're doing (laughs) triviways we have a we have a trivia answer to uh to, to answer so uh, let's start with the giveaway. Uh, our giveaway winner, the Quill Pop giveaway winner, is Barium Chloride on Twitter. Uh, he is uh, actually the only one that entered both on Twitter and on Facebook. So um, next time you should, guys should enter on both and you get double the chances. Yeah, uh, so congrats to Barium Chloride. We'll get that out to you ASAP. And I'm going to hand awesome. it over to Josh for yes. our Triviaway answer. Our, our, there is no giveaway for the triviaway <laughs> no, yet, um, no. <laughs> but your your trivia answer. You know, we might in the future have an actual triviaway where we give away something if you answer the trivia. <laughs> are, are we going to call um, the term triviaway? Triviaway. Let's coin that. Um, but All right. the trivia question for this week was: Which Jedi in the Geonosian arena uses the Force to incapacitate the battle droid with C three PO's head? And the answer to that question was Kit Fisto. Yes. Um, so, Adam, where can the fine people find you if they're looking just for the, the gauze? Uh, pretty much anywhere you go, it's going to be the gauze 85. Uh, okay. T-H-A-G-O-Z-85, that's Twitter, Twitch, whatever. Uh, yes. Josh, why don't you put yourself out there? I'm going to put myself out there because I just changed my Twitter handle to <laughs> um, it's at Jedi Jar Jar 1722. And explain that Jedi because Jar-Jar. it's 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 more clever than you guys think. Yeah. Yeah, because my initials are actually J-A-R. So J-A-R. I had to do it. Do it twice um, and then it's Jar Jar. Yes. Yeah. So. There you go. 
Well, thank you for tuning in this week. Um, it was exciting being able to once again see Adam's handsome face and uh, to be able to do the, the video stream and everything. I enjoyed that. It added a new element to our show this week. And Adam, yeah. do you have anything to add? Uh, just may the force be with you. Always. Uh-huh. <laughs> you switched it up on me. I did. 